Good morning, church, and welcome. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I know this may be a little different, but we're making the adjustments to bring you the Word of God as usual. Our church remains open, meaning our offices from 9 to 5 will remain open. Our website is still functioning, and I'm encouraging you guys to continue to give as we go through this great difficulty. My thoughts and my prayers are with you, and some of you may have some questions. Feel free to call us and we'll answer them. But we as a church are committed to continuing teaching you the Word of God. And though we're not meeting physically together, for the time being, every Sunday at 11 a.m., you have a brand new message to study with your family at home. We're not going to meet on Wednesday nights and maybe Sunday morning physically, but I want you to know that you have a church that stands with you and a pastor that's here with you as well praying for you. To get started, I want to encourage you to open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 27, beginning at verse 20, as we pray. Father, thank you for this time together as a church family. And Lord, as we go through this time and this trial, we know that you are God and you're still in control. But I want to thank you for those here, Lord, that are online now, watching, committed to learning your word, Lord. May you continue to bless us during this time and provide for us personally and as a church, Lord. And Father, we just praise you because even now in our great difficulties, you are God and you're in control. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to go to Acts chapter 27, beginning at verse 20, as we read the Word of God. And the Word of God says this, The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars, until at last all hope was gone. No one had eaten for a long time. And finally, Paul called the crew together and said, Man, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all these damages and loss. But notice what Paul said in verse 22. He said, Take courage. None of you will lose your lives. And even though the ship will go down, for last night an angel of God to whom I belong and who I serve stood beside me. And he said to me, Do not be afraid, Paul. For you will surely stand trial before Caesar. What more? God in his goodness has granted us safety to everyone sailing with you. Again, Paul said, so take courage, for I believe God. It will be just as he said, but he will be shipwrecked on an island. As I read this scripture, I began to think about all of you personally, and as a church, and also our nation. You see, as Paul planned to go to Rome, everything was fine, as expected. But all of a sudden, an unexpected storm just hit them. As they planned to sail to Rome, all their plans fell through. Without warning, this massive storm that the Bible actually describes as a hurricane this massive storm just came, and everything changed. They weren't prepared for it. And now, they're frightened, they're discouraged, and they're fighting to just make it. They're fighting for their lives. You see, when I read that, 
it reminded me where we're at right now. What we're going through now with this coronavirus and everything that's going on was never in our plans. It was so unexpected. But see, passages like this remind me that life can change so quickly. One minute, everything is fine and peaceful. And the next, all it takes is one bad news, one bad phone call, or even a disease like this or a virus like this. And your whole life is completely changed upside down. And maybe you're here right now and you're going through this unexpected trial in your life right now. And like the ship, it feels like everything is falling apart. The Bible says that they were losing precious cargo and maybe you're losing things right now. I know that some of us, we've lost our jobs. We've lost our hours at work. You've lost your normal way of living. And like Paul and the crew on that ship, you're just trying to make it. What really caught my attention as I read this is found in verse 20 of Acts 27. And this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that the terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. You see, their hope was gone. And hope is the expectation of something better to come. In other words, the people on this ship really believed that there was nothing to hope for. Nothing was going to get better, but only worse. And maybe that's where you're at right now. I began to ask myself, why was it the Bible says, at last? That means that there was a time that they had hope. There was a time that they believed this could get better, but something happened that at last they gave up hope. See, I want to know as we go back to that verse, I want to know what it was for you. What happened that caused you to feel like all hope was gone? The Bible says that their hope was gone, notice, because the sun and the stars were blotted out. In that time, the sun and the stars were used to navigate through the sea. And the captains would navigate by looking at the sun through the daytime and the nighttime stars. But without sun and without stars, it meant that they had no direction. They had no guidance. They were lost and drifting. And that's what it was for them that caused them to give up all hope. You see, I believe that this shows us how we are as human beings. As long as we have answers, as long as we have direction, as long as we have guidance, we feel safe. But sometimes in life, it feels like the sun and the stars are gone. In other words, it feels like you have no direction as to what's going to happen tomorrow. You feel lost and confused and you're wondering what's going to happen. Some of you are wondering what's going to happen with your jobs. What's going to happen with your children? How are you going to provide for your family? How are you going to put food on the table? What's going to happen 
to our nation and our economy. See, all of us right now at a place where we have no direction and no guidance. And it's no wonder that at that moment, they gave up all hope. See, it's, there's something about uncertainty that brings this state of panic to us and this fear. As long as we know what to expect, we feel like we're in control. But notice that the second the sun and the stars left, with no direction, they gave up. And maybe you're wondering right now, God, how am I going to pay my bills? God, what if I can't keep my job? Or what if I lose my house or can't make the rent? These are questions that all of us right now are asking. And I know that today you're sitting here and you're listening to me online. And maybe you might be honest with God and say, God, I feel like I'm losing hope. Can things really get better for me in my life? And all hope is gone. See, what I noticed about this passage of Scripture was that everyone on that ship was afraid. They were all discouraged. They all lost hope because the ship was falling apart and they were losing precious things. But see, what I noticed as I read this is that Paul remained confident. The Bible never mentions that Paul was afraid. In fact, Paul was actually encouraging the people during this difficult storm. So as I read this, I realized that even though Paul was in the same storm as these people, he was on the same ship, losing the same precious cargo. His reaction was different. See, all of us might be in this together right now. But not all of us are going to react the same to this trial we're going through. Paul was using this time to actually teach them and encourage them. And as I read this, I realized Paul never lost hope. Paul really had faith in this time. And I know that in this story, the storm was unexpected, but I believe that Paul realized that what was unexpected to them was always expected by God. And that's what I want to encourage you this morning with. We never expected this virus to hit our nation. You never expected to go through what you're going through right now. But every unexpected thing that you are going through right now was always expected by God. The Bible says that God knows the plans that He has for us. And it's a plan to give us a future, and it's a plan to give us hope. As God's people, God always wants us to live with hope. Now remember, hope is the expectation of something better. So God always wants you to believe with faith that the better and the best is yet to come. God doesn't want you living discouraged. He doesn't want you losing hope. He doesn't want you down and defeated. No matter what you're going through, I believe like Paul, our reaction 
as God's children, as believers, should be different from everyone else that does not know Jesus Christ. As I read this, it gave me some hope. It gave me encouragement because I believe that Paul teaches us that though we go through the same trial and the same setbacks and the same struggles, your reaction could actually be that of peace and faith and hope. You're probably thinking, well, Pastor, that's so impossible right now because everything has just fallen on me and I don't know what's going to happen and I'm losing my job, I'm losing money, my kids are at home and I'm driving me, they're driving me crazy. I don't know what you're going through right now, but I can assure you through the Word of God, you don't have to live your life in fear. You don't have to live your life discouraged. And you can still remain hopeful because you are a child of God. And when I read this passage, I asked the Lord and prayed. And I said, Lord, would you teach me first what Paul did to remain faithful, remain encouraged, and remain hopeful during this time? And as the Holy Spirit led me through this passage, I saw three things that Paul did to remain faithful. I saw these three things that Paul said that caused him to never lose hope. And I realized that these three things I'm about to teach you will give you the greatest level of encouragement in the greatest level of crisis. So let's go through some of these three things that Paul did and said to remain confident in the storm. Because what I love about Paul was that in the midst of the storm, not after, not when everything was good and everything was fine, in the midst of the crisis, while the ship was falling apart and everything was being lost and they were lost and confused with no direction, Paul remained confident. And that's my prayer today for you. No matter what you're going through right now, God does not want you to lose your faith. So let me teach you these three things, these three principles that Paul did in the middle of the storm that I believe we as a church can follow and do as well to remain confident. I want you to go to Acts 27 as we opened up, but now I want you to focus on verse 23. Verse 23, I want you to catch something here. Paul said, remember, they're lost. There's no sun, there's no stars, there's no direction, there's no guidance, and everything's falling apart. You might say, well, Pastor, that's exactly how I feel right now. But look at what Paul said. He said that last night an angel of God to whom I belong and who I serve stood beside me. I love it because at night, while they were lost, with no sun, no stars, no hope, God sent an angel to encourage Paul. But I want you to see what Paul said. Paul said in verse 23, last night, 
an angel of God, and here it is, to whom I belong. What a powerful principle. See, I believe that Paul remained confident. Paul never lived with fear. And Paul continued to have faith. Because the first thing he identified with and he claimed out of his mouth was that he belonged to God. Understand that we as God's children, we belong to God. Psalm 103 says, To know that the Lord is God. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. That's Psalm 103. I encourage you to read that in your own time. The Bible says that we have to know that God is Lord, but that we are His. Did you know that you belong to God? The Bible puts it in a, in a metaphor here as we are His sheep of His pasture. What does it mean to say, God, I belong to you? The truth is, when you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you didn't just trust Him for eternity. You trusted Him for your everyday life here on earth. You surrendered your life, not just the eternal life, but the present physical life. It means that you gave ownership to God. You surrendered to Him. So when we really think about it, it means that our lives are not ours. We're not in charge of it. We're not in control of it. God is. I believe there's a sense of peace knowing that I belong to God. Because it means that if we belong to God, He's responsible for our lives. He's responsible for you. That's why the Bible uses that term that we are His sheep. Because sheep are useless without their shepherd. And a shepherd, those sheep belong to the shepherd. And because those sheep belong to the shepherd, that shepherd is responsible to take care of them. So even in this midst now of this difficult trial, you still belong to God. And like that shepherd, I believe that God wants to be responsible for your life. And He is responsible for your life. And I believe God's going to take care of you. Maybe you're going through this financial crisis now and everything's changing all around you. But you have to believe that even then, God can still and will care for you because you belong to Him. God will lead you and guide you because you belong to Him. God will protect you and save you and rescue you because you belong to Him. And I want to encourage you that God will always provide for your needs because you 
belong to him. I can imagine Paul and that ship as there's no light, there's no stars, it's dark, they're just drifting, confused, what's going to happen, where are we going? And Paul told himself, I belong to God. Or maybe Paul told God, hey, I belong to you, you better take care of me. So right now you might feel like you're drifting. You might be tempted to be afraid and confused and wondering what's going to happen. But I encourage you, church, while you're watching the news and seeing the chaos and stressed out about everything, take the time to remind yourself and remind God that you belong to Him. The second thing I notice about Paul is found in verse 24 of Acts 27. And the Bible says, Don't be afraid, Paul said. Don't be afraid, for you will surely stand trial before Caesar. God told Paul, you're going to make it. But notice what Paul said. What more? God in His goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. Did you catch that? Paul said, what more? The angel reminded Paul that God in his goodness provided safety. God in his goodness. You see, it's hard to see God as good in the middle of a storm. And maybe with what you're going through right now, you may not see the goodness of God, but the angel reminded Paul that even though you're going through this storm, even though you're lost and confused and you're losing and the ship is falling apart, God is still a good God. And Paul told those people that God, in his goodness, the angel had to remind Paul that God is still in his goodness. And Paul believed that. You see, right now in this trial and everything we're going through as a church family and in your personal lives, the devil wants to convince you that the goodness of God is gone. And it's easy to get caught up in everything that we're watching and listening to. And you're just reminded every day of bad things happening to you personally in your life. But church, I want to encourage you that no matter what you're going through, no matter how bad things are, not only do you belong to God, but God is still good. I'm reminded of David in Psalm 27, 13 as he's going through great difficulty, as he's going through great trials, and he's attacked on every side, and he's discouraged. The Bible says that David said in Psalm 27, 13, he said, yet I am confident. I'm confident that I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. 
He wasn't talking about, I'm going to see the goodness of God when, in heaven when I die. He was talking about the land of the living, your present life here on earth. See, David was going through discouraging times like you might be going through. David has some struggles and some setbacks like all of us have right now. But David got himself together and maintained his confidence because he believed that he will see the goodness of God. In order for you to remain confident with no fear or discouragement, if you want to live a life of confidence and continue to have your faith intact, you have to remember that you serve a good God. And because God is good, goodness will come through anything you're going through right now, through anything that you're struggling with right now. God's goodness remains. So church, I encourage you to be confident in this time. Be confident as you stay at home quarantined. Be confident as you go out to the markets and everything's chaotic. Be confident because you know not only do you belong to God, but you serve a good God. And because God is a good God, that goodness is going to you directly. The Bible says in Psalm 23, verse 6, David said that he was sure... Surely your goodness and your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. I love how David said all the days of my life. Not just the good days. Not just the easy days. Not just the days that everything is right. David said all my days. The good and the bad. The pretty and the ugly. The peaceful and the chaotic. All the days. He believed that the goodness of God would pursue him would follow him. You see, right now, we had some good days, and now we're in some bad days. But no matter what the day may look like, God's goodness will follow you because you serve a good God. That's why Paul was confident because he believes that even though I'm in this storm, even though the ship is falling apart, and even though I'm not going where I thought I'd go and things aren't happening the way I thought they would happen, it was clear that Paul believed that, God, you're still good. And of course, my personal favorite is Romans 8.28. The Bible says that God works. We know. There's that confidence again. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love Him. Church, what I'm reminding you today is not only that you belong to God and He's responsible for your life, but even in the midst of everything we're going through as a church and as a nation, God remains to be good. So I encourage you, as you're at home and you're watching the news, as you see the stocks and the stock market crashing, as you hear about the job losses, as you hear about all the things closing and all the chaos around us, you're going to be tempted to only focus on the bad, focus on the negative. But take this time to be in the Word of God. Find scriptures that remind you of God's goodness. 
focus on the goodness of God, that even though people are sick right now, God, you're a healer. And even though we're losing our jobs, God, you're a provider. No matter what you're going through, God is still God, and God is still good. So remind yourself that the goodness of God will pursue me. The goodness of God will work together for my good because I belong to God. I love it because the angel had to tell Paul, God is good. It reminds me that sometimes we have to be reminded of the goodness of God. So take the time to look back in your life and reflect on all the good things God did. Take the time to remind yourself about everything that God is. And when you begin to focus and declare like Paul did, that God in His goodness will save us. I believe that fear and discouragement has no room in your life. So remember, one, Paul said, I belong to God. And then Paul believed the angel and declared to the people that God in His goodness would save us. So even though what's happening right now is not good, it doesn't mean that God has stopped being good. And lastly, and most important, I want you to get this from your heart. It's in verse 25, beginning at chapter 27. Remember, the ship is lost. There's no sun, no stars, no direction. They're losing precious cargo. It's a picture of where you're at right now. As you sit and wonder what's going to happen and we have no direction and you're losing things. But Paul reminded himself, one, I belong to God. Second, he declared that God was good. And lastly, and most important in verse 25, he tells the people, take courage, for I believe God, and it will be just as he said. What a testimony. As Paul was sitting there in the dark of the storm, as everything was lost and falling apart, Paul declared with his mouth, I believe God. Paul did not lean on what he was going through. Paul didn't lean on what everyone else was saying. Paul didn't lean on what he was watching. In the middle of the storm, when the ship was falling apart, Paul declared, and he said, I believe God. So yes, I'm in the storm. Yes, we're lost and we have no direction. And yes, right now, we're losing precious cargo. And it looks like we're going to die. And it looks like everything's going to come to an end. 
But last night God told me I was going to be okay. And last night God said I was going to make it to Rome. And I'm choosing to believe God. You see, in this time, even though you're in the storm right now, and even though things are bad right now, like Paul, I believe you need to choose to say, I believe God. I believe in the Word of God. And I believe that it will happen just as He said. So even though you're tempted to look at everything you're going through right now, even though you're listening to all these bad news and bad reports, my question to you, church, is today, will you make the decision, like Paul, to say, Lord, I believe your word. I believe God. I believe that God is a provider. So even though things might be financially bad right now, I believe it will happen just as he said. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know that God is going to provide for me. And I know that God is going to provide for you because the word said he will supply your needs according to his riches. So no matter what the economy is doing, no matter what job losses they are, I choose to believe God. Do you believe God says he's a healer? Do you believe that God says, I will make a way when there's no way? Whatever you're going through, no matter what trials you may be faced with right now, I believe that Paul remained confident. Paul remained hopeful and faithful. Because not only did Paul declare, I belong to God, and he's responsible for me in my life, and not only did Paul declare that God was still good, but I believe that his faith was intact in the middle of the storm because he said, I believe God. Paul didn't doubt the word of God. Paul didn't question God. Paul declared that he would believe what God said. And what God said would happen. So church, whatever we're going through right now, whatever setbacks and fears you may have, maybe you've lost hope. Maybe you've lost faith and you're scared for your future. But if you would just remember and remind yourself that you belong to God and remind yourself that God is good, And also remind yourself to believe in the word of God no matter what. I believe that fear will never dominate your mind. Discouragement will never be in your heart. And you will be remaining like Paul, confident in a chaotic time. So though life is unexpected, and you're in a trial right now, remember, What was unexpected to you this week was always expected by God. And as things get better or things get worse or stay the same, you belong to God. Do you remember that in a time of crisis? Remember also that God is a good God and goodness will follow you 
all the days of your life. But you have to choose to say, I'm going to stand on the word of God. I believe God. So while you're getting all these bad reports and watching all these chaotic things happen, God's word remains the same. And Paul said, it will happen just as God said. It reminds me of of Joseph. You guys remember Joseph who was sold to slavery and sold as a slave to Egypt and betrayed by his brothers and thrown into prison. And in the end, God turned everything for his good. And we see how God just went through and he made ways for Joseph. But I love what the Bible said. It said the word of God proved true to Joseph. It means that Joseph got a word from God in the beginning. And God showed him and gave him a great vision. But in between that time, things were not going the way he thought they'd go. And Joseph went through some pretty big struggles and trials and setbacks. But at the very end of his story, we see that the very thing God said would happen, happened. So as you take the word of God, you might wonder, God, how is it you're going to provide? How is it you're going to get us through this? You don't have to know how. You just have to know it will happen. Believe in God. Believe in what he says. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5 reminds us of this. The word of God says, every word of God, think about that, every word of God, every scripture, every verse, every word in this book, in this Bible, the Bible says, every word of God proves true. And he is a shield to all who come to him for protection. Now, we might be wondering, well, God, why would, why would you allow this now? Why would God allow this struggle and this setback? And, and I ask myself that all the time. Well, I don't know, this makes no sense. But I realize it doesn't have to make sense to me. You see, there's something exciting about what we're going through right now. And I know it's, it's difficult and you're stuck at home and you don't know about your income or your job or anything right now. But there's something exciting about this great difficulty we're going through as a church and even as a nation. And that excitement is that right now, you get to prove your faith to God. Do you realize that? You know, a few weeks ago when you had your job and your kids were in school and everyone was healthy and life was normal. That was, it was easy to say, God, I believe in you and, and God, I belong to you and Lord, I, I love you, Lord. But right now, when you're at home stuck and the bills are coming in and you're wondering how are you going to pay this and pay that and what are you going to do about your kids or whatever, right now is an exciting time because in the midst of this chaos and this difficult time with this 
coronavirus and all the setbacks. This is the time you get to prove your faith to God. This is a time that you get to show God that you really do believe Him. That you really do belong to Him. And that you really do declare the goodness of God. And it's also exciting because it's also a time not only that you get to prove yourself to God, but I believe in this time God gets to prove Himself to you. You see, God allows us to go through trials like this. God allows us to go through these setbacks and heartbreaks because I believe that this is a time that God wants to prove His Word to you. This is a time that God's glory is going to be displayed. So whatever we're going through right now, I believe that God's Word is going to happen. And God is going to prove Himself to you. And in order to see a miracle, you first have to be in need of one. And we don't like the seasons that we're in need of a miracle. It's hard. But see, God in the end will come through for us. He'll come through for you. He'll come through for our church. See, the Bible says that in the end, the ship fell apart but they made it to the island of Malta. And in that island, there were these villagers that didn't know Jesus. And Paul was able to pray for a man there that was sick, and he got healed. And because of this great miracle, the entire island believed in Jesus Christ. See, what if the storm never happened? What if the hurricane never came? What if the sun remained bright and the stars remained that night? They would never have even ended up in Malta and these people would never have received the gospel. But God had to use this terrible storm for something good, for the gospel of Jesus Christ, which reminds us that even though it wasn't in your plans, and it was so unexpected because it was expected by God. He would make it work for his glory. So right now you're going through something you never imagined you'd be going through. But God did. And God is making a way. And in the end, when they left Malta, they ended up in Rome just as God said he would. So along the way, God works His goodness. Along the way, God works His plans. But always remember that no matter what we go through now, and no matter what trial you may be faced with, fear has no place in a believer's heart. Anxiety and discouragement has no room for your life. And it's very possible in the middle of this trial to maintain a level of hope, encouragement, faith, and peace. When you remember, number one, you belong to God. Number two, God is always working His goodness because He's a good God. And number three, when you choose 
to believe in God and what he said would happen. Always put the word of God above your circumstances. And this is the time that I believe as a church, we're going to prove our faith to God. And you as an individual, you're going to prove your faith to God. But I'm extra excited because this is the time that I know God is going to prove himself to you. So let's just pray now as you go through this. As you remind yourself that you belong to God and that God is good, would you make the choice today to believe in God? You believed in Jesus Christ for your salvation. But I believe now you also have to believe in Jesus Christ for your daily living. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today's study. And as those that watch now are going through a crisis, we're going through a struggle and a setback, it feels like we have no sun, no stars, no guidance, no direction. We just don't know what's going to happen, but we know, Lord, that no matter what happens, you're still God. And we thank you, Lord, because of your son, Jesus Christ, and the death on the cross, Lord, when we now belong to you. And because we belong to you, Father, you are responsible for our lives. You are responsible for our provision and our protection. So, Father, help us to be reminded of this truth that we belong to you. And, Lord, even though things right now are bad, you're still good. So take all of this we're going through and work it for your glory as a good God that you are. And help us to remember that your word stands above any physical trial we're going through. So Lord, right now we're choosing. I'm choosing as a pastor. We're choosing as a church, and I pray that our congregation chooses for themselves to believe in God. And what you said would happen. So, Father, give us faith not to lose hope in this time as we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want to thank you for joining us this morning. I look forward to seeing you guys soon, but if not, we'll still continue to have our services online. So I'll see you guys next Sunday at 11 a.m. God bless you.